Ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time of the week. Once again, week four of the NFL season is upon us. Alex, I just got one question. Did you think, I mean, does it seem like we've had four weeks of football? No, it seems like we've had one. Well, technically we've only had three, but we're going into the fourth week and we're a quarter of the way through the year, essentially. It teams, some teams are a quarter of the way through their games. The Steelers and Titans uh, canceled this weekend and there's a horrible Thursday night game. Bunch of injuries to cover, but we'll get into all that and more on the Respect the Midwest podcast, week four of the NFL season. Did you push yourself to be great today? Did you do it? If you didn't do it, you lost today. We ain't got many days to lose. Lowe's trying to get open, fires away. Ah! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Breeze hits it in the air to center. This is Respect the Midwest. Let us hop right into the action here. Week 4, Thursday night football. It's got to be a riveting game, right Alex? What do we got? On this Thursday night, we have a true battle of 0-3 teams. The Denver Broncos start versus the New York Jets. And I tell you, Brett Rippon is making his first start. And he could he is doing it against the worst team. And I, I see him having a very good night tonight against a very bad Broncos def- uh, Jets defense. So give me the Broncos tonight. It's interesting you say that the Jets are the worst team because I heard on a podcast earlier today, I heard someone say that this year's Jets could be, um, or the Jets could be this year's Dolphins. And that they start off the season absolutely horribly. Like, if you remember last year, the Dolphins lost to the Ravens by, like, 49 to begin the year. And then they rattled up a few wins in the middle and toward the end, and they ended up, like, 5-11 and 11, got the fifth pick. But here's what you're forgetting. That's a popular pick. Here's what you're forgetting here. The Bryant, the Dolphins had in the first-year head coach that rallied that locker room in Brian Flores. And unless... The Jets fire Adam Gase halfway through the season. It's not going to be the same. Because <laughs> nobody likes Adam Gase in New York. No, I would agree with that. And I say all that to say that I am not on that train. I wish the Broncos were starting Blake Bortles, because I think he's a better quarterback than Brett Rippon, but maybe Bortles has just regressed that much. But regardless, give me the Broncos to win tonight. Um, the under two, people are picking the over... And the Jets to win just because it goes against everything that's happened so far. Some things are just constant in life, and the Jets sucking is one of them. Give me the Broncos. They're going to do the next game. Oh, sorry. Our next game on the slate. Uh, a very good matchup. The 2-1 Indianapolis Colts versus the 3-0 and Surprising Chicago Bears. Now, Jordan, I know this 3-0 start to the season hasn't gone the way you really wanted it to. But going forward, do you see Nick Foles having success in this game and in games I think going on forward? I think he'll have more success than Mitch would have had. I think it's pretty safe to say. And Let me just dive into that real quick. 
talking about last week. Nick Foles, and you could probably agree with me, anyone who watched the highlights could agree with me, he basically threw five touchdowns in that game. You know, the the interception that he threw was not his fault at all. It was a great throw to Allen Robinson. Just a great, great concentration play by the defensive back for the uh, for the Falcons. I don't remember the name of the Falcons guy who picked it off. And regardless, and then Anthony Miller dropped a wide open touchdown in the end zone. So Nick Foles basically came in and threw five touchdowns, which is fantastic. Um, I love the Bears in this game, oddly enough. I will say for the Colts, I mean, they've looked way better these last two weeks after losing to the Jags week one. This is the perfect offensive line for Phillip Rivers. It's a great offensive line that protects him back there and allows him, you know, to sling the ball even though he's getting older. Jonathan Taylor's fitting in very, very nicely for Marlon Mack. So give me the Bears. I'm never going to pick against the Bears, but this is a really good Colts team. And this is for the Bears. I think this is a portal game. This and next week are portal games, you know. Against two way better defenses, way better teams in general. See just how, just to see if this 3-0 start is real or if it's, you know, a product of the fact that they've played three pretty bad teams to start the year. Even though this goes against what I want to say, I'm also going to pick the Bears in this game. I, I just love Nick Foles and... He just brings another element to this offense that Mitch couldn't. So, give me the Bears. Next game on our slate. I like that. Next game on our slate. The 1-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 0-2-1 Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Jordan, this quarterback matchup, Gardner Minshew versus Joe Burrow. Oh, it's Oh, it's legendary. Um, on the real, I am going to pick the Bengals to win this one. I'll just come off right from the top and say that the Jaguars looked horrible last Thursday night against the Dolphins, and I understand Fitzmagic, he he always has one good September game, but the Jags couldn't score either. And, you know, I think the Dolphins on paper are a lot, are a lot better than people realize, but considering the Bengals, Tyler Boyd's had two great last couple of games. I think him and Joe Burrow are really working out um, some sort of good chemistry there. I like the Bengals here, and I might say I like them big. Uh, tied with Philly last week. Philly sucked, and we'll get to them later. But I, I like I like the Bengals in this game. Give me the Bengals with the, with the three points. The only way that the Jaguars are going to be able to win this game is if they're able to generate a consistent pass rush, because that's how the Eagles were able to tie the Bengals last week. Joe Burrow was sacked eight times, and. Joe Burrow was playing out of his mind, even though he was sacked eight times. But I don't. The pass rush for the Jacksonville is not as good as Philly, so give me the Bengals by ten points. One of my favorite matchups of the week, personally, the two and one Cleveland Browns going to the one and two Dallas Cowboys. Now, Jordan Baker's returning to Texas. What do you think he's going to perform? I cannot tell you how much I want Baker to do well in this game. Baker and the and the Browns in general. I want them to I want them to steamroll the Cowboys. Do I think it'll happen? No. I think the Cowboys are probably the best one and two team in the league so far. Um, their defense is very 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 questionable. They might be citing Earl Thomas here soon. Don't know how much that will help. Um, I'll ask Earl Thomas's brother, but I I. I do like the Cowboys in this game. I really want the Browns to win, but 
Um, give me the Cowboys with the four and a half. I think this game is going to be pretty high scoring. Neither defense has really shown up um, really at all this week so or uh, this year. So give me the Cowboys I lo- as much as it pains me. I look for the Browns pass rush to generate some pressure this week and force Dak Prescott to be off his game. I see the Browns coming out of this game with a victory. It's going to be a very close one, but give me the Browns by a field goal. Baker, that in that running game, it's it's deadly. That one-two punch of Hunt and Chubb. Next game on the slate, another game on Fox. The one and two New Orleans Saints travel to the one and two Detroit Lions. Now Jordan, this Saints team, if you can agree with me, has been all Alvin Kamara. Right. And looking at this Lions defense, how do they match up against him and his offense? I think what we saw last week on both sides of the ball, if the, when the Lions are healthy, they can. I mean, they can compete with some of the best in the league. We saw them, you know, beat the Cardinals last week, and. I'm going to take the Lions with the four here. No part of me would be shocked if they just end up winning this game outright. I've said that, you know, and Alex, you can vouch for this. I've said this from the beginning. Drew Brees is regressing. He really is. And Avalon Kamara, obviously, is benefiting from that because he just checks down. And no, Michael Thomas also helps too. He might be coming back this week. But with the way that Detroit is playing right now, you know, they're going to be on a high horse off that Cardinals win. When they're fully healthy, they're they're a force to be reckoned with in Detroit. So, I'll take Detroit with the four. Wouldn't be shocked if they win it outright. Not if I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't bet money line Detroit here. Actually, you know, I would. I mean, there's good value there, so I would take Detroit money line. But uh, just give me the points for now. I'm all, Maybe this spread will will go the other way here soon. I'm also gonna take the Lions here. I just like what they're doing. I'm I've always been a big Matt Patricia guy as. You probably all would know, but I I would love to see him win this game, and this may just be more of a personal pick than just a like statistically pick, but I want the Lions, so give me the Lions. Next game on our slate, the 3-0 Seattle Seahawks travel down to duel with Fitzmagic in Miami. Now, Jordan... This is probably one of the best quarterback matchups of the week, in my opinion. Just a very consistent quarterback versus a very fun quarterback. I have the Seahawks just blowing the doors off the Dolphins. After what they were able to do to the Patriots in Week 2 and the Cowboys in Week 3, I don't see the Dolphins competing at all. Russell Wilson has 14 touchdown passes through three weeks. He's going to add another three or four to that this week. Hopefully Chris Carson is okay after that terrible hit he took from those two Cowboys defensive linemen. Oh, yeah. Can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Whoever that guy is for the Cowboys, can you look up the last name of the Cowboys guy who made the hit on Chris Carson? Whoever that is, the guy who did like the gator roll and twisted his leg, I don't want to have to do any extra work editing, but F that guy. I mean, the he should be suspended. There's no reason that he should be playing this week or even for the next few weeks. Screw that guy. Screw that guy for the Cowboys. That's another reason why I want the Browns to beat the Cowboys. I don't think they will, but I want them to. Um, 
in this game. I did. I said this a couple weeks ago when the Bills went to Miami, that you know Miami in September and early October games, it's still hot, and for teams that are used to colder weather like Seattle, you know Seattle kind of like, like that that rainy overcast weather. It is an adjustment. I'm going to take the Dolphins with the points here. Actually, don't know if they'll win. They probably won't win. <laughs> But I like this game. I think they'll keep it close. They might get a nice little backdoor cover. The Dolphins might be winning at the end of the first quarter of this game. I think they'll find a way to keep it close. It says here that the guy's name was Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, I hope he gets suspended. I hope he never plays another down this year. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Get your act together. Okay, next game on the slate. Ooh, good match. We have the one and two L.A. Chargers traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on Brady <laughs> and the Buccaneers. You can say San Diego. It's fine. This is an interesting matchup in my opinion. I mean, the Chargers were beat by the Panthers last week, but you all have that one game where you're just not playing your greatest. I like the way that Justin Herbert has been looking here recently. And... Tom Brady has developed some chemistry with his wide receivers. So, I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this game. That defense is going to make a big play and a big moment and just make Justin Herbert look like a rookie. So, give me the Bucks by 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here on the Buccaneers. I'll take the 7 points too. Um, that now it would scare me if they did blow out the Chargers because that's they do play the Bears next Thursday, and with for the Chargers, you know I think we kind of fell in love with Justin Herbert after the Chiefs game. Uh, the Chiefs' pass defense isn't fantastic. Um, their pass rush is good, but their DBs aren't fantastic. So I think we got caught up a little bit in the you know in, in the one game wonder of Justin Herbert. We'll see how he responds this week. This Bucks defense, again, is, has vastly improved over the last year. I really like him in this game. Tom Brady seems to have settled in a little bit. Mike Evans. Uh, Chris Godwin is going to be out this week. I'm not sure how, how much uh, of an impact that will make. But I do like the Bucks in this game. They'll, I think they'll win it relatively comfortably. Moving on down, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who are at 2-1, and one, traveling to Landover, Maryland, to take on the one and two of Washington football team. And, Jordan, can we both agree when we say that this is probably the lock of the week? I mean... Not necessarily. And let, let, let me give you some I mean, explanation for that. I mean... In, these, in the last... Go ahead. I mean, the Ravens are coming off a bad loss. I mean, a terrible loss to the Chiefs on Monday night. And yeah. I just feel like they're looking for revenge. And who better to take it out on than Ohio State NFL <laughs> edition? I mean, I just I don't see how the football team can win with under with what they're going up against. Lamar is just gonna kill him. Give me the Ravens by twenty-one. So I'm gonna pick the Ravens to win this game. They're favored by fourteen. That is a huge number. Um, I don't know if I'll lay the 14, but here's the bottom line with the Ravens, and it's something that 
I guess we've all known for a while, but last week it was on display. Whenever they get down in the game, for whatever reason, they they panic and they can't find their way to get back, uh, you know, in the game. Now the good thing for the Ravens is that they're not down in a ton of games. You know, they they get up pretty early. But last week they only go up three nothing. The Chiefs score a couple times, and all of a sudden they're pinned back, and they they don't really know how to recover from that. I'm not worried about them going down in this game, though. So give me the Ravens. I don't know if I'll lay the 14, but give, give me the Ravens, I think. I don't know if I, I would say they bounce back, but they'll, they'll win this game. Next game on the slate, we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers. And I think this is an intriguing matchup. I mean, Kyler Murray is starting to become a star in the NFL. <laughs> But he's going up against a, a team that will f- play very hard in Carolina. I, I'm going to take Arizona in this game just because the sheer talent is a lot better than in Carolina, than Carolina but it's going to be a tough game for them to win. This game I wouldn't be as intriguing if, if last week both teams did the exact opposite of what they had done. To start the season, the Cardinals were, you know, in a way the most hyped team coming out of week two, weeks one and two. And in week three, I mean, one could say they laid an egg against the, uh, excuse me, the Lions. So, and the Panthers, you know, beat a team, you know, a Chargers team that was coming off a really heartbreaking game against Kansas City. Maybe thought they would have a lot of motivation, maybe even a little momentum because. Being close with Kansas City, you know, ask the Ravens isn't the easiest job. Um, in terms of this game, I'm going to pick the Cardinals, but this might, kind of like last week, might be a lot closer than it should be when it all comes down to it. Um, I do want to point out one thing, too. Mike Davis, the backup for Carolina, had eight receptions last week, and so it just seems like that Carolina offense is always revolved around the running back catching balls. Even, like, it's not even Christian McCaffrey back there, and they're still throwing to the running back. So I thought I would just point that out. But give me the Cardinals in the game. I'll take the three and a half, too. I, I think they'll bounce back. You know, against the defense is better. Kyler, I think, will have a little bit of motivation going into this one. This is a perfect bounce-back game for the Cardinals. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is looking good so far. I mean, there's... There's no, you know, nothing against him. I just, I, I like the Cardinals in this game. Now, this is kind of a surprising situation here. We have the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the 0-3 Houston Texans. I would have Ugh. never thought that I would have said that four weeks ago. Like, oh, that is two, two playoff teams start off the season 0-3. Granted, the Texans have played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. But what do you think of this game, Jordan? I like the Texans, and I like them big. Um, the jeez, oh, the Vikings have I, you know, I whiffed on the Vikings. I'll admit it. I'll say this every week, and you know they had it they were close to beating the titans last week and the titans defense very 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 can i get another very alex no suspect 
And I like I like the Texans here. The Texans, like you said, have had the toughest schedule. Um, it, I will say, though, a reason why the Texans wouldn't win this game is because they're just worn out from playing the Steelers, Ravens, and Chiefs. So, I, but, I mean, I think the Texans are the better overall team. I think Deshaun Watson will make some things happen and get them to win. I think it's going to be a shootout. I I was impressed with the... I agree. I was impressed with the Vikings offense last week, especially Justin Jefferson finally emerging as a solid wide receiver. But I'm also I'm going to take the Texans as well. Deshaun Watson is too experienced to start 0-4, and this roster is just too talented. So give me the Texans. Next game, probably another kind of a lock kind of game. We have the Giants traveling to the Rams. And Jordan? Give me the no, uh, give me the Rams. They're going to blow them out by 50. Giants, horrible. Daniel Jones t- turns the ball over automatic two or three times a game. There was a stat I heard the other day. He has like the most turnovers through the first however many starts he's made so far. That's all that's all I'm going to say. Giants stink. That, they're just like the they're just like the Jets. Give me the Rams big. That defense gave up over 300 yards to Nick Mullins. Let's just let that settle hey, for a second. Hey, don't no, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Nick Mullins had a good game like 2 years ago or whatever on Thursday night football. He was awesome. Okay, okay. Settle down. But yeah, give me the Rams big. Uh, they're coming off of a heartbreaking loss in Buffalo. They're just going to beat the crap out of New York. All right. Oh, this if you want to talk about lock of the week, Rams over the Giants. This is this is going to be horrible. The game of the week in my opinion. We have my 2 and 1 New England Patriots traveling to one of the loudest stadiums in all the world, an Arrowhead Stadium to face the Kansas City Chiefs. And Jordan, I remember talking to you two weeks ago and saying how I was scared about playing the Seahawks. I am terrified about playing the Chiefs. It is just scary what that offense can do. Especially with the... Well, I've got some news. Go ahead. Especially with the addition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, I know they're only favored by seven, but... I I don't see the Patriots winning this week. I mean, we had we had really one good passing game this year, and that was against a depleted Seahawks secondary. But I'm gonna go against my gut here, and I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I mean, I know I've always picked the Patriots, but I need to use my brain instead of my heart. So. It hurts me to do that. I've got some good news for you. Uh, hopefully, I'll make you a little bit more optimistic. In my humble opinion, my humble expert opinion of the New England Patriots, they are basically the same team as the Ravens offensively, except Cam is a way better thrower than Lamar is. And. They do not. Patriots do not panic when they get down in the game. Now, the Patriots' defense is, I would say, not as good as Baltimore's. But I would feel better. I think this game will be a lot closer than the Ravens were. I mean, think about for, with the Ravens. If it weren't for that kickoff return for a touchdown, they would have lost by 20-plus points. So, 
I think the Patriots are going to keep this game a lot closer than people think. Um, the line is seven, which is like the biggest underdog that the Patriots have been in a long, long time. And I'm going to take them with the points. Don't know if they'll win again. It's it's, it's super hard to go into Arrowhead and win anything, let alone you know when near the Patriots and. There's probably going to be fans there, and it's going to be they're going to be pretty hyped. So maybe the Chiefs to win the game, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots covered. If we can somehow just pull out that 2018-2019 AFC Championship game plan, where we just we shut down Patrick Mahomes in the first half, he they didn't score any points. It was 14 to nothing at halftime, but yet they scored 35 points in in two quarters. And it was down to a coin flip at the end that decided the game. It's all about ball control in this game. I mean, if the Patriots, who do have a good rushing attack, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field for as long as they can, then they might have a shot at this game. (laughs) Next game on the slate. Probably the second best game of the week. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And Jordan, this Buffalo team is another team that scares me. They are number one in the AFC East right now. And they beat a very good LA Rams team last week. Josh Allen. They almost blew it. Yep, that's true. But Josh Allen is playing out of his mind. He is a legit MVP candidate right now, in my opinion. Not as good as Russell Wilson, but he's still up there. And that defense is just, it's getting its getting improved. And I have Buffalo winning this game. The Raiders did not impress me last week. Granted, they were playing the Patriots. But give me the Bills by 17 points. That's a lot, but. I would agree with that. I think it might be a little bit high, more high scoring than we thought. The Bills did give up uh, 29 straight points to the Rams last week, so maybe the defense isn't as good as we thought it was. Granted, the Rams have a good offense, but I mean, no one should be. I mean, no no team like the Bills, who claims to have a great defense and claims to be getting up towards the class of the AFC, should be should be doing that against anyone. So, give me the Bills in the game. I like them with the three. I also like the over in this game, too, so I'll just I'll throw that out there. Over is 53. Now, Sunday night football. And going back a couple weeks ago, I would have said this game was going to be amazing. But now as I look at oh, it, for sure. it's just going to be one of those games where you're just like, why is this on prime time? We have the Owen, right. we have the 0-2-1 Philadelphia Eagles going up against the San Francisco 49ers. And... I have the 49ers winning this game, and I have the winning it big. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back. So that is a big deciding factor. And this, the Eagles can't do crap on either side of the ball except for turn it over and sack the quarterback. And the, the Redskins, not sorry, the Niners have a very good offensive line. So... Give me the 49ers and give me them big. I tend to agree with that. The 49ers are going to blast the Eagles. Let me say that again louder into the mic. Blast the Eagles. Um, that, I don't know, the Eagles are dead to me. 
they've been dead to me for a while. Carson Wentz is dead to me. I don't think there's a chance in heck they win this game. Even if Nick Mullins was starting, I would still pick the Niners to win and cover the seven. Give me the Niners. Give me them big. And our last game of the week, we have Monday Night Football up in Green Bay where the Falcons are going to take on the Packers. And I I expect this to be a better game than people think. I feel like it's going to be another high-scoring game up there. But I'm going to take the Packers in the end because, as we all know, there's three things in life that are inevitable. Death, taxes, and the Falcons blowing a 20-point lead. Oh, it just has a good ring to it, doesn't it? It does. Oh. As, as, a person, this is gonna be... as a person that has experienced it before, and now you have experienced it too, you finally understand how oh, it yes. feels. This is going to be my upset of the week, sound the alarm. The Falcons are going to beat the Green Bay Packers, and I'll tell you why. Think in your head, can you imagine the Atlanta Falcons starting 0-4? Yes. With all that talent. No, yes. you can't. Actually, you, pro- you probably could, but I can't. Okay, the point is, the Falcons. This is a this is a kind of game that the Falcons would win, and more importantly, a kind of the game that the Packers would lose. If you remember last year, Packers started three and zero. We're about to be four and zero. They played the one and two Eagles. The Eagles stunk last year. Everyone knows they had half the team injured. The Eagles went into Lambeau and won last year. I think something similar is going to happen here. Packers don't really play well at Lambeau. Game starts at night. Shut up. I know the Bears have lost their last last time. Give me the Falcons in the game. I love Atlanta here. They're not going to blow a lead because they won't be ahead for most of the game. They'll come back at the end and take the lead. They're not going to blow this one. Give me Atlanta. Yeah. All right. For this next segment, I think we're just going to cover the three big SEC games of the week. If that's okay. Yeah, I don't. It sucks because... You know, there are other conferences out there, but SEC is all I mean, come on. SEC is different. I would like to mention, if Texas loses to TCU this week, uh, they need to fire their coach. And anyone who ever says Texas is back again needs to just shut their mouth. Is all I'm going to say. Obviously, Texas would have been my team if Ohio State canceled the season. But I just want to point that out. Big 12 game, we can move on. But just just want to point that out. First game we're going to cover is... Texas A&M traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. And this is going to be a blowout. I mean, it's a it's a game of two top 25 teams, but Alabama is just leaps and bounds ahead of Texas A&M. Mac Jones had a solid game last week against a very weak Missouri team. And I feel like Najee Harris is just going to Swipe the floor with this team. Give me Bama big. I I agree with you. There's one thing I learned a long time ago: never you don't make money betting against Alabama. I think that that principle applies, especially here. A and M looked god awful, even though they beat Vanderbilt last week. Give me Alabama. They're they're Alabama. They're gonna go. They're gonna come home. They're gonna crush the Aggies. Going a little bit off, this is not an SEC game, but it's the Oklahoma Sooners traveling up to Ames to take on the uh, Iowa State Cyclones. And I just want to cover this game because 
both teams lost very bad games this season so far. Oklahoma yes, to Kansas indeed. State and Iowa State to Louisiana. And this, these two teams are supposed to have the top two or top three or two of the top three quarterbacks in the Big 12 and Brock Purdy and Spencer Rattler. And I, I have Oklahoma winning this game. And that may be a little biased, but Rattler will get it done. He won't. He won't choke like he did last week. I, I'll admit, Kansas State played their butts off last week, and that's what made him win. That and Deuce Vaughn. God, that guy's awesome. What do you think? Sorry, I'm blowing my noise. Um, what do you think, Jordan? Let me just say, I am sick of the fact that Oklahoma exists. I'm sick of the fact that every year they get into the playoff just to get trounced. They always lose a head scratching game in the Big Twelve, like the one they did, one like the one that they did last week. Knowing Oklahoma, they're probably going to end up this season. You know, they're probably going to win out. I think I still th- I would still pick them against Texas just because Texas is Texas and they're they're not back. They never will be back. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Oklahoma should win this game. I don't have any faith picking them. Any no, I do. I do have faith in picking them because they always lose the head scratcher. Then for the rest of the season, they act like the head scratcher never happened. And then when they play an elite team in the playoff, it comes back. So, give me Oklahoma in this game. I'm pretty confident they'll find a way to win, even if the game is super super close. They'll find a way to win. And finally, probably the game of the week takes us to Athens, Georgia, where the one and zero Auburn Tigers will be taking on the University of Georgia and their Bulldogs. And I'll tell you, even though that Auburn is ranked number seven, I have them beating Georgia in this game. I feel like Bo Nix has taken that next step to becoming a solid quarterback in college. And he has very good talent around him, especially in his two wide receivers, Anthony Schwartz and Seth Williams. Very good complements of each other. And there's just too much inexperience on Georgia. Give me Gas Melzon beating Kirby Smart in this game. I totally agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Auburn as well. I watched Georgia last week. I tracked the whole game. Their offense stinks. It's horrible. It's all, I mean it's been pretty bad the last couple of years. They haven't been able to keep up. Um, you know with the you know when LSU was good and with Bama, ultimately they don't make enough plays and. Arkansas was able to move the ball against them last week, and Auburn. I think Auburn's due for a resurgent year this year. Bo Nix in his second year as a starter, like you mentioned, Anthony Schwartz, and Seth Williams, fantastic wide receivers there in Auburn, and that defense is out there. The Auburn defense will always be will always be good. It seems like that's kind of what they're known for, especially that run defense, and which is what Georgia likes to do most. And to me, Zamir White, that Georgia running back isn't anything special like George has had recently, and I agree with you. I like Auburn in this game. I like him a lot. One more thing. I'd like to cover a new hiring that happened in the National Basketball Association today. Doc Rivers going to the Sixers. What is your opinion on that, Jordan? So I think it's really, really good for the Sixers in that, you know, 
Well, I say that, and then I think, well, they've always, you know, they've they've gotten this last few years. Players like Doc Rivers, he's been a really good coach for a long time, but maybe he's what the Sixers have been needing to com- finally complete the how, however many years this process has been going on. So, um, good hire by the Sixers. You know, them and the Bulls, Billy Donovan, Doc Rivers, I think two really good hires there. Uh, I think both teams are going to benefit from it in one way or another. Maybe not in a basketball sense, but maybe just from, you know, a team and getting players to come there sense. So, I, I like the hire. I really do. Maybe he'll find some scheme that will finally pit Ben Simmons' talents with Joel M- Joel Embiid's talents, and they'll finally be able to find some harmony there. Absolutely. You want to cover baseball? Uh, all I'll say is that um, the Yankees crushed the Indians. I didn't really see that coming. Um, the Yankees have been really hot, and I would hate it if they made the World Series. The way they're playing right now, it looks like they, they may end up doing that. Cardinals beating the Padres. I freaking hate the Cardinals, and they're pulling their black magic in the postseason again. Wouldn't be shocked. They just went and win it all and ruined my life. <laughs> uh, the A's beat the White Sox. The White Sox season is over. They were one of the hot. They had the one seed in the American League for a few days there, and they've completely nosedived and capped off. By the A's minus Matt Chapman beating them today. The Braves finished off the Reds, who were a hot pick. And as a Cubs fan, I am very nervous about our game today got postponed. I am nervous as heck for our game tomorrow. We're already down 1-0 against the Marlins. I don't want to watch this game. My life is going to be ruined. I'm going to have a major meltdown. That's all I'm going to say. I'd like to point out that right now the Cardinals are beating the Padres 4-0 at the bottom of the third. Yeah, I don't. They just ruin my life every year. Well, that wraps up this episode of Respect the Midwest. Jordan, any final thoughts? I hate St. Louis Cardinals. I hate the Green Bay Packers. They ruin my life every year. Uh, I went 6 0 on my SEC picks last Saturday, so you should listen to what I had to say. Well, that about does it, folks. Have a safe weekend, and go Patriots. We'll see you next week. Ugh. So you really hate the Cardinals that much.